now. Have you prepped yourself enough to hear the word this morning? Hallelujah. I'm telling you, we need the Holy Ghost. This day and hour, my goodness. If they needed it back in the early church, they need it now. Or we need it now. They already had it. We need it. Amen. We need them. Go to John chapter 12. Let's start there. John chapter 12. I want to look at two verses. Verses 25 and 26. Let's kick it off with that. Hallelujah. Says this. The words in my Bible are read, which means Jesus is doing the speaking here. Jesus said these words. He who loves his life will lose it. And he who hates his life in this world will keep it for, life, for eternal life. If anyone serves me, let him follow me. And where I am, there my servant will be also. If anyone serves me, him my father will honor. Now, go down the road a little bit more to Romans chapter 8. <laughs> I, love, I love the expectation, I'll tell you. Romans chapter 8, uh, verse 14, just one, just one verse, says this, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, or the Holy Ghost, these are sons of God. Today I want to talk about, and this has been going through my spirit all week, I want to talk about how to be a yielded vessel for God. How in the world, you hear that term all the time, yield, yield to the Holy Ghost. Yield. Well, I want to talk about how to be a yielded vessel for God. And I want to give you some key points on how to yield, how to flow with the Holy Spirit as a Christian. Now, if we're going to talk about yielding, we need to know what the word yielding means, right? I hate when people throw out a word uh, you know, in a message, in a sermon or something. It's a word that's not too common. And then they just go on without explaining it. We need to know what this means to take hold of it. Amen? Now, the word yield is defined as this. To surrender. To give up. To relinquish. Now, in a spiritual sense, it is talking about surrendering to the will of God in any given situation. It's a giving up of your own will a giving up of your own desires that are contrary, come on, to the will of God for your life. It's a relinquishing. It's, it's a giving up, letting go. You taking the, the hands off the steering wheel and let the Holy Ghost drive. All right? Now, when there's a yield sign on the road, we slow down and give way to the other traffic. Amen? Right? Well, in the same way, we as Christians... We need to slow down and we need to give way to the Holy Spirit. We need to give the Holy Spirit the right of way in our life, if you will. Go to Proverbs chapter 3. Hallelujah, I can feel the Holy Ghost all over this message. This is a, a word in due season for us. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 through 6. Very popular passage of Scripture says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. And if you listen to the radio broadcast today, you'll know what the heart is because I talked about revealing the heart on our radio broadcast. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He shall direct your paths. Amen. Now listen, though, I mean, this became so clear to me. When we acknowledge the Lord, when we seek Him for direction and understanding in our life in any of uh, a decision that we have, that is yielding to Him. It's yielding to Him. Because how many of you know it's so easy in life to get busy and you just plow on forward and you don't even... There are some days where you don't even acknowledge the Lord. Amen? And it's so easy to do that. But when we yield to, we're yielding to him when we stop and say, okay, Lord, you know, what, what do you want me to do in this situation or, or whatever like that? You're slowing down. You're yielding to him. You're slowing down or taking time to get wisdom. Now, 
there's some things that you don't have to do that on. I mean, we don't have to get overboard on this thing. Amen? If you want to wear a red shirt, you wear the red shirt in the morning. Are you hearing me? You know what I'm saying? All right? There's just I'm talking about important decisions that need to be made here. And every day we come into decisions like that, don't we? I don't know about you, but I do. But listen to this. Another definition of the word yield is to be fruitful or profitable or to bring in as a profit. I just found that interesting. Because if you, if you yield to the Holy Spirit in your life, you will yield and you will be profitable, not only for the kingdom of God, but in your personal life. How many of you want to yield fruit for the kingdom of God? And how many of you want to yield in your personal life? If you didn't raise your hand on that one, you're a liar. Who doesn't want to be blessed? Amen? It's okay. Hey, it's okay to be blessed. I found something out about my Heavenly Father. He likes to bless his children. I'm telling you what right now. And, and, and anything, if someone says contrary to that, well, as Rodney Howard Brown says, you're smoking some bad religious weed. All right? Now, I like Oh, by the way, it's okay to laugh, too. I mean, but listen to this. Anytime we walk in obedience to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, are always going to be in line with the Word of God. The Holy Spirit will never require you or ask you to do something that's outside of this book right here. I hear, well, God told me to go to that psychic. God told me to go get a look at my horoscope. Baloney, that's another spirit. That's a demonic spirit. So everything needs to be judged by that book right there. The word of the living God. But anytime we walk in obedience to the promptings of the Holy Spirit, there will always be blessings attached to it. Always. Always. And if God's asking you to do something and requiring you to do something, someone needs to hear this, the provision will always be there too. Because where he guides, he provides. Are you hearing me? Now, there's one last definition to the word yield that I want to share with you. And I, I mean, when I read this, I was like, wow, yeah, yeah, I could turn that into, incorporate that into the message. Is this, to give way to pressure. Now listen, to give way to pressure. Some of you are like, oh, where's he going with this? Well, how many of you know the Holy Spirit leads us through promptings? He leads us through impressions. You almost feel, uh, he he might lead you through your emotions sometimes. And when the Holy Spirit puts an impression or a prompting on the inside of you, you have two choices when that happens. You can either obey or you can disobey. You can either flow or you can quench. You can flow or you can dam it up. Are you hearing me? And when the Holy Spirit... Uh, when he does that, it's a, you, you almost, you, you may feel a com- you compelled. Have you ever had that before, somebody? Talk to me. Have you ever had that where you're in a store and you just, you felt compelled? Like, I've got to go talk to this person about the Lord. Man, I've got to ask this person uh, if they need prayer. They're, they're, you, you almost feel compelled. You need to give way to that pressure. Are you hearing me? I like that, that definition of the word yield. But listen, okay, you want some scripture on that one? The word of God says that Jesus, in his earthly ministry, was moved with compassion. That word moved, literally, he was compelled by compassion. The Holy Spirit who anointed him on this earth moved him through, come on, his emotions. He was compelled to move in minister healing. How many of you know miracle signs and wonders broke out because of his obedience? And that can happen to you too. Because Jesus said in John 14, 12, the work that I've done, you're going to do also. also, And greater works because I go unto my Father. Hallelujah. How many of you are ready to do the work of Jesus on this earth? See, Jesus is the head. He's in heaven right now. We are his body. As Christians, you're his body. Isn't that exciting? You're connected to the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the head. 
He's got the brain. And how does he direct his body? Through the Holy Spirit on this earth. Oh, we've got to be in tune with the Holy Spirit on this earth. You know, so when, when, when you act on those impressions and the promptings, when you, when you come on, when you act on that pressure <laughs> from the Holy Ghost, we need to follow. We need to uh, be willing to follow him because he won't overstep your free will. He won't do it. You know what? You'll feel that you're compelled to do it, but you can walk away and not do it. You can do it. You can, you can walk away and not do it, but you'll feel awful about it. How many of you have ever been there before? You knew that you knew you were supposed to do something. The Lord was prompting you. You didn't do it, and you walked away for it feeling horrible. Amen? But we need to follow because there's divine appointments that are set for every single person in this place. Every person listening to me on the radio and internet around the world. There are divine appointments that are, that are being set in your life to come in contact with people. Or people to come in contact with you. But listen. Leave the details and the making of the reservations of those divine appointments to the Holy Ghost. You and I simply need to make ourselves available and follow his leading. I don't know about you, but I want these divine appointments to come to pass in my life. Now listen to this. Something else I want to share with you. Did you know that the Holy Spirit and God's angels are at work for you right now, setting and organizing situations in your life and in other people, people's lives to bring in divine appointments to you. That's what they're doing. The Holy Ghost and the angels of God. Hallelujah. I'll tell you what. I'm excited. I'm excited. I just sense there's some divine appointments that's, that are going to be coming into your life, my life. And I'm telling you, for those to come to pass, we need to go with the flow of the Spirit of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, we need to learn to be sensitive to the promptings of the Holy Spirit. We've, you can learn this. You need to learn this. How many of you know the Word of God calls the, uh, the Holy Spirit a teacher? A teacher. He's our teacher. He's our guide and our teacher. But listen, we must not just be sensitive, but we need to be sold out for God. We need to be sold out. We need to go a step further and we need to obey those promptings. I'm telling you, we need to be sold out. Say sold out. Sold out. Us being sold out is entry level Christianity. It is. It's entry level. Say entry level. Say Christianity 101 is being sold out. It is. And there are some in here, and there are some listening to me on the internet and radio right now that are frustrated because no opportunities are coming to you to minister to others in, in everything. Now listen, this is a word from the Holy Spirit, I'm telling you. Some people have doors open to them all the time to minister to people, and some don't. Why? What's the difference? I'll tell you right now, the difference is this. Because those who don't have divine appointments or open doors is because you are spiritually dry. This is from the Holy Ghost. I wrote this down, not knowing who's going to be here. Listen. Because you're spiritually dry and you have consistently wasted opportunities when the Holy Spirit's prompted you. So what happens? The Holy Spirit says, guess what? I'm going to tap someone else on the shoulder who I know is going to be obedient to me. Frankly, <laughs> uh, frankly, uh, you've wasted opportunity and you, you're not trustworthy to carry through with the mission. I see it all the time. Christians that are faithful and bold to witness to others. Bold to pray for the sick. Doors and divine appointments open to them all the time. Have you noticed that? All the time, everywhere they go. I mean, you know, they'll, they'll come to people and they'll say, do you know what happened to me today? Well, you, you, you mark it. They're the people who are faithful 
to witness and talk to people about Jesus. <laughs> and, to, and to lay hands on the sick and watch them to recover. They're the ones seeing all the miracles, signs, and wonders. Hallelujah. My, my, my. And it's because, why are they seeing the miracle signs and wonders? Because they're proclaiming the word of God. And God said, if his word's proclaimed, he's going to confirm it. If you're not preaching it, I'm not just talking behind a pulpit like this. I'm talking about talking even just one-on-one to people. That's preaching, you know. That's proclaiming. Preaching just simply means to proclaim. That's all it is. So you're not seeing miracle signs and wonders. You're not speaking the word to people. Oh, I'm telling you what, you get out there and do that. You watch people. But listen, it takes boldness. God will increase his anointing on your life when he can trust you with it. Will you be faithful with the gifts and talents and anointing that he has given, in your, given to you right now? I know we always cry for more, but God's saying, are you faithful now? Are you faithful with the little in the first things? Listen, because there comes a point when, when you consistently ignore the promptings of the Holy Spirit, you can grieve the Holy Spirit. You can grieve the Holy Spirit so much that he will take your divine appointment and he will allow a profitable Christian take it because they have proven their obedience. It became so clear to me. I'm talking about yielding to the Holy Spirit when you know in your heart you should, what you should do and don't do. See, when you exalt your will over God's will, do you know what that's called? Pride. That's called pride. James, yes, and it is disobedience. James 4, 6 says this. God resists the proud. He resists them. But he gives grace to the humble. By the way, that's not written to unbelievers. That's written to Christians. Literally, God says to Christians, if there's pride there, he resists you. Christians. Christians. Now, I'm not talking about your salvation as a Christian. I'm talking about being used by God to minister to others. And the blessings for doing it. Because every Christian is called to do the work of the gospel. It don't matter if you're on a payroll at a church or not. Every one of you is called to do the work of the gospel. We need to have the same mindset as the Apostle Paul had. I love it. About preaching and proclaiming the gospel of Jesus Christ. In 1 Corinthians 9.16 Paul said, woe unto me if I don't preach the gospel. Are you hearing me? If, listen, if every Christian would share Christ with as many people as they can, the rapture may have taken place by now. Now God only knows that. Now how can you say such a word, Pastor James? That's pretty bold to say. Because Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, he said, and this gospel of the kingdom shall be preached in all the world as a witness to all the nations, and then the end will come. You know what it's hanging on? The return of Christ? Us sharing the gospel. It hinges on it more than you even know. God is looking for radical Christians that are willing to proclaim the gospel with boldness. Look at Matthew 25, 29. Matthew 25, 29 here. A principle in the kingdom of God. Yes, he could take your divine appointment and give it to someone else. Where do I get that? Let's take a look. For to everyone who has, more will be given. And he will have abundance. But from him who does not have, even what he has will be taken away. In other words, if you're not profitable in what God has given you now, and you're not using it for the kingdom of God, he will take that thing away and give it to someone else. Listen to me. 
That, this is why we see ministers such as Benny Hinn, Kenneth Copeland, Rodney Howard Brown, you name it, and other ministers that are prospering in an incredible way. They take a lot of flack. Well, why are they supposed to have this much money? Why are they have to? You know why? Because they're faithful. Because they're, say, they're faithful. They are faithful with everything God has had, and God can trust them. Well, what do you mean Benny Hinn's ministry is bringing in $100 million a year? Look at the work that this man is doing, how God's using him. He's faithful. He is, we, have, we cannot point the finger at the man and, men and women of God. Are you hearing me? That are, that are faithful and are doing the work and preaching the real gospel. Are you hearing me? These ministers have made God's priorities their priorities. And really, that's the key of unlocking the anointing in your life. You want more of God, more of the anointing? Fine. Make God's priorities your priorities. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. And those ministries and ministers that have prosperity right now but are not faithful with those things, it won't last very long because it's just a matter of time that there's going to be a divine transfer and they'll lose what they have and it'll go to faithful stewards. Are you hearing me? Now listen, I hope you all realize that the gifts and talents that you have are from the Lord and you are expected to use them to glorify him and to advance his kingdom on this earth. We're not, we, listen, we are not the owners of the gifts. Did you know that? We're not the owners of the gifts, talents, and anointing, but rather we are stewards of them. There's a difference between owner and stewards. Big difference. Uh, uh, owner is, this is mine, I own it, it's just mine. A steward is like a stockbroker. Listen to me. He may manage millions of dollars, dollars of hedge funds or, or whatever, but it's not his money. He is simply put in charge of it and expected to gain a profit from it. He's a steward of it. Do you see the difference between owner and steward? We are stewards of the gifts. We are stewards of the talents that, that we have and uh, the anointing that God has given us. And we are expected to use them every day. We are expected to share Christ with people every day. Every day, we need to pray, and we need to expect God to open doors to witness and minister to people. Our expectation level has not been high enough. In fact, that's another common thread that I see in people who are used by God in incredible ways. Their expectation level is up incredibly. God, I thank you for the, for the open doors that you're going to open today. I thank you for the divine appointments. There's an expectation Expectation. Say expectation. And we need to be looking for opportunities to use the gifts and talents to the glory of God. I said it before, I'll say it again. Some of you think that you're at your workplace just to get a paycheck. No. You're there because God's, that's your ministry right now. Do you know that? That is your ministry. And you need to take advantage of it. Hallelujah. Think of the influence that just, even just one person has. Just you at your workplace. You possessing a salvation and have the Holy Ghost on the inside of you. Think of the influence you have. It, it, oh my goodness. Hallelujah. Everybody. Stay at home moms. Everybody. You have a sphere of influence. Everybody does. And we need to make the most of it. Now, there are some that are listening to me here around the world that are afraid of persecution and rejection. And that stopped you from pressing in and really sharing Christ with people and, and, and ministering for the Lord Jesus Christ. You know what it comes down to? It's tight, but it's right. You love the praises of men more than the praises of God. When we just break it down like that, it, that's when you think it's, it really hits home in the heart, doesn't it? That really hits home. We need the praises of God. And among those that are used by God in incredible ways, there is one common thread, another common thread I've seen, 
They are bold to stand up for righteousness and the truth of the word of God, and they couldn't care less about the opinion of man. Now, how many of you know there's foolishness, people can bring persecution on themselves that doesn't need to be there? I'm talking about righteous persecution. Righteous persecution. Are you hearing me? Some people just stay away. But we're, I'm telling you, I got to say it, we're all going to be held accountable. When we stand before God one day, he's going to say, what did you do with the gifts and talents and resources that I've given you? But these people, these people that are being used in incredible ways, uh, they, they are an empty, sold out, yielded vessel for the Holy Spirit to fill and flow through. If you want to flow with the Holy Spirit, the very first requirement is to empty yourself of you. It's got to happen. You must make room for the Holy Spirit in every area of your life, every area of your being. Got to empty yourself of you. And you need to fill yourself with the Word of God. Now listen, by doing so, by filling yourself with the Word of God, you are filling yourself with the knowledge of the will of God. You are giving the Holy Spirit something to work with. I want to share a truth with you here that just blew my mind when the Holy Spirit showed this to me. You got to give the Holy Spirit something to work with. What do I mean by that? Go to John 14, 26. You've got to give the Holy Spirit something to work with in your life. He's called the helper, the one called, called alongside to help. What if I want to go out and cut the bushes and trees, and I say, Chris, come on, let's go do this. Come and help me. And I never give him a tool to work with. Pretty foolish, isn't it? Listen, in the same way, we've got to give the Holy Spirit something to work with. John 14, 26, look at this. But the helper, Jesus said, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I've said to you. Listen to me. To bring something to your remembrance means that at one time you had to have seen or heard something. Are you hearing me? So in order for the Holy Spirit to bring a verse to quicken a verse or a passage to your remembrance, you had to have read or heard it before. Does that make sense to anyone here? We must feed on the Word of God to stay strong spiritually and allow the Holy Spirit to equip us to be used by Him. Listen, the Holy Spirit will equip us as much as you will let Him. The Holy Spirit will teach us as much as you'll let him. Guess who puts the boundaries on the Holy Ghost? Lift your hand and put your finger down toward your head. We do. We limit the Holy Ghost. Go to Romans chapter 12. Oh my goodness. It's time. I sense the Holy Ghost. He's telling us, take the limits off. I want to take you higher. Are you hearing me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Romans 12, 1 and 2. Very popular passage. It says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed or pressed into the mold of this world or world system, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. If you're not transforming, if you're not renewing your mind with the, with the word of God, you're not going to be able to decipher the will of God. Did you catch that? Now listen. The Holy, this is the point I wanted to bring up. This is awesome. The Holy Spirit uses the word of God in us like a hammer. To chisel out the worldly and fleshly mindsets that remain in us. I told you we have got to give the Holy Spirit the tools. Did you, that, you hear, you connecting it now. We got to give him something to work with. 
What does he use to work? The primary thing, the word of God. You mess up, you do something, guess what? If you've been in the word, the Holy Spirit's going to quicken a verse to you. He uses it as a hammer and a chisel to knock that thing out of your mind. So when you, oh, hallelujah, when you read and feed on the word of God, you are providing the necessary tools for the Holy Spirit to transform you from glory to glory. Oh my goodness, I'm about ready to run up here. Now, 2 Corinthians 3.18, being transformed from glory to glory. It says, beholding Jesus. Listen to me. When you read and feed on the word of God, you are beholding Jesus. You are getting to know Jesus. Are you hearing me? Because John 1, 1, or John chapter 1, forgot what verse, but it says Jesus Christ is the word. And that will transform your life. Oh my goodness. Do you want to attract the Holy Spirit in your life in a greater way? Do you want the Holy Spirit to minister to you in a greater way in your life? Then you need to read and feed on the word of God. Because that's his greatest tool to mold you into the image of Christ. It's his greatest tool. Hallelujah. Now listen, here's a neat point some of you might find interesting. When the Holy Spirit begins to move in a greater way in your life, angelic activity increases also. Come on, don't forget about God's holy angels, his holy ministering spirits. Are you hearing me? We don't worship them. All worship and praise goes to Jesus Christ and the Father. Are you hearing me? But, oh, brother, sister, I'm telling you what, we have a heavenly army that's around us. We have a heavenly entourage around us. When you feed on the Word of God, and oh, my goodness, and the Holy Spirit, the activity of the Holy Ghost begins to flow through you in a greater way, angelic ministry, the angelic activity and ministry increases also. Where do I get that? According to Ezekiel, look at it on your own, Ezekiel chapter 1, uh, verses 12 and 20, the living creatures, or the ministering spirits of God, it says, goes wherever the Holy Spirit goes. You read it for yourself. Wherever he's wor- the Holy Ghost is working, they're working also. It's a package deal. It's a package deal. Isn't that cool? I mean, you can look at Jesus' earthly ministry. The Holy Spirit was moving in such an incredible way, and you better believe the ministry of angels was working also. Several times Jesus had angelic uh, visitation. It says angel, an angel came and strengthened him in the Garden of Gethsemane. Are you hearing me? In other times. But how about the early church? The Holy Spirit was moving mightily, and there were many angelic encounters. The angels of God were moving. The angelic activity increased. And you better believe, you can see this with modern day revivals and outpourings. Lakeland, Pensacola, uh, Toronto, all these other places where revival has hit. There's incredible testimonies of angelic ministry increasing when the outpouring of the Holy Spirit took place. How many of you want a personal outpouring of the Holy Ghost in your own life? How many of you want it in your city? In your church, in your country, hallelujah. Glory to God. Now, by filling yourself with the word of God, it will help you to maintain a kingdom perspective. I'm tell- and this kind of ties in, obviously, to Romans 12 about renewing your mind. See, there are so many Christians that are so worldly-minded that they tune out the Holy Spirit. They tune the Holy Spirit out. The Holy Spirit couldn't get to them if they had a telephone right next to them and he was calling on the other line because they're so focused on natural things. Are you hearing me? They're more in tune with worldly limitations and their own natural ability than they are with the Word of God and with the power of God that's available to them. I'm telling you, we've got to go higher. If there's one thing when I read through the book of Acts and, and, and the other epistles is that, I mean, there was no question about it. 
the, the, the disciples, the apostles, they lifted God above the natural realm. They knew that nothing was impossible for God. Are you hearing me? Nothing. And we must rely on the Holy Spirit more than our natural ability. Go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2 here. I'm getting ready to close. 1 Corinthians 2, verses 1 through 5. I, I, the Holy Ghost is challenging us to throw away everything that's hinder us, hindering us. Throw away the boundaries. Throw away everything that we have used to bind the Holy Ghost from moving. Are you hearing me? 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5 says this. And I, brethren, the Apostle Paul, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. That's a pretty good foundation right there. And I was with you in weakness and in fear and much trembling. I love, love this. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That's why I hate the seeker-sensitive movement. It's human wisdom cutting things out of the word of God. Preach the word and let the Holy Ghost move on the hearts of the people. Verse 5, that, he goes, uh, that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. Where's your faith in today? Is it in the wisdom of men? Or is it in the power of God? Oh, we need to plug in. We need to plug ourselves into the power of God and flow with the Spirit of God. There's one thing that separates you right now from the power of God, from flowing freely in your life and ministry as a Christian, your unrenewed mind. You line your, your mind up with the word of God, line your mind up with your spirit man, no holds barred. Look out, devil. Are you hearing me? Really. When Christians come to that point, you know what that's called? A radical, sold-out Christian. You have got to get and maintain a heavenly perspective on this earth. And I'm telling you right now, it's not going to agree with your natural wisdom. It's not going to do it. The Apostle Paul understood that if he was going to flow with the Holy Spirit, no earthly accolade, no earthly education, no, and I'm not cutting down education, it's all right. Just don't put it above the Holy Ghost. No earthly education, no earthly ability was going to do. He needed to set his mind on and focus on heavenly things. The word of God, the power of God. And all earthly limitations are no match for God's power and ability to flow through us. That's why in my prayer time, I've been praying, I shared with you guys the last couple weeks, is, Lord, open my spiritual eyes. Open my spiritual ears. I want to I go beyond what I see in the natural. Let me see. beyond the, Teach me about your kingdom. Teach me about the keys to the kingdom. Is anyone else hungry out there for that? I'm telling you. I want him to teach me how to minister effectively. So that there's not one, someone comes in here with cancer, someone rolls, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm prophesying, that someone rolls in here with a dead body, they get out of here without cancer and they get out of here alive. I'm telling you right now, I want that. I want that. I want that. The re, this is what it's going to have to take. The reality of the kingdom of God, the reality of God's word, and the reality of the spirit realm must be more real and more tangible to us than earthly and worldly things. It's got to be more real to you. Oh my goodness. It's got to be. And I want to encourage every Christian in this place, every Christian listening to me on the radio and internet around the world, to be sold out, be a sold out, yielded vessel for the Holy Spirit to flow through. Allow him to glorify Jesus Christ through you. Come on now. Allow him to make you the hands and the feet of the Lord Jesus Christ on this earth. 
and you will find out that is truly the secret place of the Most High that Psalm 91 talks about. I'm telling you right now, you want to go to the secret place? You've got to be sold out. You've got to be sold out. You've got to start being the hands and feet of Jesus Christ. The heart of the Father is go out, compel the lost to come in to the kingdom of God. Are you hearing me? That's the secret place of the Most High when you're abiding in Christ, John 15. And you will walk in a greater level of peace, a greater level of joy than you have ever thought possible. When you and I start doing the work of the kingdom of God. If you agree with that, say amen and let's stand up in this place. Hallelujah. We need to be a yielded vessel. Yielded vessel for God. We need to just slow down and get the mind of God on things. We need to put the brakes on. And say, Holy Ghost, flow through me. Holy Ghost, glorify the Lord Jesus Christ through me. I am telling you, I don't want to leave this earth until I shake the nations for Jesus Christ. You need to have that same mindset. It's not just for the Benny Hens, the Rod, Rodney Howard Browns, the Kenneth Copelands. No, you need to have that mindset. I want the nations, God. I want the nations shaken. Oh, my goodness. Now, maybe there's someone in this place. You're on the outside looking in because you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life. First of all, you're walking the tightrope of eternity because if you take your last breath right now without Jesus Christ, it's hell and the lake of fire for eternity. Don't play Russian roulette with your life, your eternal life. If you have never made Jesus Christ the Lord of your life, I want you to come forward and come up by the baptismal. I want to personally pray with you. Make him Lord of your life today. Don't leave this building without him. And certainly don't leave this earth without him. Amen. Now, if there's anybody, you've fallen away from Jesus. Maybe you're the ones that I was talking about during praise and worship that, that you've been pushing the Father's love away. You've been holding it at bay. Because there's something in your life. You're, you know, you're, you're guilt-ridden. You're a believer, but you're guilt-ridden. You've been into things, and you know you shouldn't be. I want you to come forward, and I want to pray with you also. I want to pray with you. Let's just put that thing under the blood of Jesus Christ together. Amen. Maybe you're in this place, you're a Christian, you love the Lord, and you thought the Christian life was boring. You need to receive the Holy Ghost baptism. You need the Holy Ghost baptism. Just meet me right up there, and I'm going to pray with you to receive him. Amen. Man, I've been seeing gold dust falling all over this place today. The Spirit of God's moving. Now, if there's someone in here, a couple different things. If you need a healing in your body, hey, all right, yes. Hold my hand. Maybe there's someone in here. You need a healing in your physical body. You need a healing in your emotions. I want you to come forward and stand over here. Now, also, if there's any visitors here or anybody here who was not here last week, in our impartation service, I just got back from Lakeland a week, week and a half ago, whatever. If you want an impartation from that Lakeland, what I brought back, whatever the Holy Ghost gave me to bring back, if you want that, stand by the drum set right now, and I want to pray with you. The rest of you, if you're ready to be sold out, if you want to empty yourself, I'm opening up this altar. I want you to come to this altar, and that's saying right now, I'm emptying myself of me, and I want to fill myself with everything that God has. Worship the Lord as the music plays. over here by the baptismal who needs salvation, rededication, Holy Ghost baptism. Okay, now, 
who wasn't here, lift your hands if you want prayer for that impartation, so I know. Yeah. Oh, hallelujah. Okay. All right.
up, whatever, laying on the truck, whatever. Lift your hands to him and thank him for what he's doing today. Thank you, Lord God. Thank you for visiting your people. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You've stolen our hearts, God. We empty ourselves of ourselves. So fill us with your Holy Ghost afresh, oh God. A fresh baptism, a fresh infilling in the name of Jesus. Fresh oil from heaven. Fresh oil from heaven. Fresh oil from heaven in the name of Jesus. Fresh oil from heaven. Fresh oil from heaven. Fresh oil from heaven. Fresh oil from heaven in the name of Jesus. Yes, yes. Oh, we don't want church as usual. Amen. We want the presence of God. We want to shake the nations of the earth. And we're going to do it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Go ahead. I'm just releasing you guys out. If you want to stay and pray, that's fine. Just let the music continue. Be blessed. We will see you Wednesday. If not Wednesday, Sunday, God bless you.